You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Chris Lopez here. And today's podcast episode is going to be a market update for Colorado Springs for the month of August in 2020. So I got my business partner down there, Jenny Bayless. Jenny, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me on again. Of course. So let's talk about the Colorado Springs. I mean, the previous podcast we just published, we talked about the the Denver market. So I'm really curious to kind of see what the Colorado Springs market is. My high-level guess is it's pretty similar to Denver, but I want to actually get the real data from you. So what is going on the high level with the, the, the Springs market? Well, I think the best way to sum it up is that it is still extremely hot. Um, and you know, some of the information that we're going to go through, will just kind of support that numerically. But, um, you know, I was expecting things to kind of calm down now that school started back up. Uh, but we are not seeing that. Um, not at all. All right. So let's talk about, I mean, and this might, you can control me just so the listeners know we're, we're recording this remotely and I've, I'm in control of the PowerPoint slides and mouse. So, so you might hear Jenny directing me some. So Jenny, what about the showing trends? Yeah. So I think the main thing to highlight on the showing trends is that, um, showings are up from August of this year to August of last year. And on top of that, they're increasing still um, compared to previous months of this year. So I think what that has to do a lot with is just the fact that there's very low inventory. So people have less properties to choose from. So more people are seeing the same property. Um, and, you know, I'm seeing that just anecdotally also, um, you know, to give an example, I've, you know, I've had some clients that we've literally with all the COVID rules and everything, there's literally pods of, agents and clients waiting outside people's homes in the driveway and the yard and the sidewalk to wait to go in. And it's just, yeah, it, it felt like a little bit like Disney world to, to get into a house to see it. So, um, you know, I, I'm observing what this chart is reflecting essentially. And just know the charts numbers we are talking about on here, they're all on the blog post So the listeners. If you click the show notes, you can see the data and the charts that uh, Jenny is referencing and I'm just going to describe the chart here for listeners. I mean, it, it is a it is a V. Uh, this is the data that your castle uh, collects internally for like their own listings and showings and and extrapolates that data. And it started out in January that 2020 was at about 12 showings per property, and then 2019 is about just under 10 showings per property. Then March and April it dropped at eight, then dropped to four in April. And then in May, it went up to 10, June's 10, July and August are right around like 11 showings per property. So it's just a giant V on what it looks like for the showings. Now, what about um, the sales prices? Because this is, when I looked at this data, when you sent over me before we record this, you're, I think you guys are seeing the same extreme wonkiness might be the uh, professional word to use <laughs> um, <laughs> in sales prices. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So um, back when we recorded our Q3 state of the market, I'd mentioned that the median price point was 360. Um, for August, just a couple months later, it's 380. 
um, which is unbelievable to me um, for it to jump $20,000 for a median price point in just, you know, two months. Um, and I think that um, something to, to mention also is that uh, there was a recent article that came out from the Gazette, which is a newspaper down in Colorado Springs that mentioned um, Colorado Springs is actually slipping in terms of affordability um, for, for its residents. So meaning that um, home prices are increasing at a faster rate than residents' income is. So I thought that was kind of um, interesting to point out and congruent with, with this particular stat also. Yeah, it's interesting because, as you said, the uh, you know the median jumped up 20,000. It looks like the average jumped up like 35,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm speculating here, and you can correct me if you know this, but I'm assuming it's kind of similar what we're seeing in Denver where you know, the the higher-priced homes, the jumbo loan market, which is above the conforming loan limits for the Freddie and Fannie Mae loans, you know, that froze March, April, May-ish time frame and then started becoming act, you know, more active again, I think, like in, in May, June time frame. And so in Denver, we started seeing a lot more of these higher-priced homes selling all the pent-up demand since the lending came back. And then at the same time, we're seeing a lot of the lower entry prices uh, people aren't buying those because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those uh, first-time home buyers they either lost their job or they're scared of their job. So it's it's really like making the stats look like, oh my gosh, we're seeing crazy appreciation. Do you know is it that or is it a combination of that and just your damn market's hot like Denver's as well? I think both. That would be my my answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be curious to see for both markets how. Um, you know, how these averages play out, you know, the next six months as maybe we get back to some sort of like equilibrium. What about for the under contract stuff? Because that's always a good leading indicator for what's happening. You know, if a property goes under contract this month, usually, you know, properties, you know, go close 30 days. Well, now it's more like a lot of times like 30 to 60 days with lending being backed up, but it's a it's the best leading indicator, I think. Yeah, this is really interesting. So even though, as we're about to um, to mention that um, supply is extremely low right now, total under contract is significantly up um, August of this year from August of last year. So this year, we're looking at um, 3,062 uh, properties under contract, whereas last year in August, it was 2,392. So it's a really big jump, um, which I find to be pretty interesting. Um, I would, my assumption would be that if you put something on the market and it's priced somewhat in the realm of reality, it's going to go. People are just slim pickings. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, kind of goes with the same data, low, low inventory, uh, and prices going up. What about total sales volume? Even the total sales are up uh, between August of this year and August of last year. It's not it's not a huge difference. Uh, this year is 10,946 for the total sales year to date um, compared to last year's 10,785, which I think is pretty impressive that we are up so high, um, especially since we had all the COVID um, issues in the spring. Um, you would have thought that that would have had more of an impact on the year to date totals, but apparently not. Yeah, I, I'm surprised by this. I didn't expect, I kind of expected by the end of the year, we would sell around the same number of total homes. 
but for it to be recovering this quickly, that's, um, I mean, it's impressive for the market, but also just another, you know, it kind of shows just how, how hot the market is still and how many people are out there buying and shopping. Mm -hmm. What about new listings? Because in Denver, we've seen a lot of our, um, you know, we're still down like overall listings, um, you know, year over year. And I think that's because, you know, some people, you know, they don't want to trade up or they're a high risk person. And they don't want, you know, they don't want strangers in their house, which is totally understandable. So they're probably waiting to list their house. What are you seeing in the springs? Same thing. So we are actually down new listings this year. So we're at 1,689 for August of 2020 compared to 1842 of August of last year. So my assumptions are the same thing is that people um, who have a home, you know, that aren't in a position where they absolutely have to sell, they're not going to, they're just going to kind of wait and see um, for things to calm down. So, yeah. Um, and this was something you're explaining to me here. So now we're looking at, um, this is, these are all charts from PPAR, which is the, the MLS down in the Springs. Um, this has two categories of all homes and existing homes. And you're actually kind of giving me the quick rundown on this before we, before we hit record on the podcast. So explain to the listeners, like you explained to me, um, you know, what this means. And we can go through a couple data points on here. Sure. So all homes would be consisting of um, new builds uh, and then existing homes would be resale. So just kind of to, to block them off into that, that's how the PPAR has segmented their data. And what jumps out to me here, I'm going to kind of just, just read both um, for the listeners and you can give whatever commentary you can on here. But for the all homes, which is, you know, with existing homes and new home, uh, you know, new home builds, the average sales price is up 17.3% uh, from 371 year over year to 435. But the active inventory is down 50% from what, 2200 to about 1000 now. And the existing homes is pretty similar to where the average sales price is uh, from year over year from 350 to 432, which is like a 23% increase. And the median prices are just a couple percent lower than that. So, you know, the average and median are pretty similar there, but the active inventory for the existing homes is down 56% from 1900 to, you guys have less than a thousand properties on the market right now. At eight thirty-seven, wild, yeah, that's wow. absolutely wild. That is insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so you guys are a super extreme seller's market as well. Uh huh. And then these are for. Uh, I mean, we're in the single-family patio homes. That's interesting. That PPAR uh, includes patio. You know, defines patio homes in there. Condos, though. I mean. So the interesting thing here, I'm looking at the all homes, the average sales price is up about 4% and the median sales price about 9%. The existing homes are up about 18% and the median is up about 24%. So a lot bigger jump when you're just focusing on the existing homes for the sales increase. Um, any idea why that discrepancy is there? I know it's a tough question, but that just jumped out to me. So I'm really curious now. I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know. 
But all the other stuff, I mean, active inventory is way down. Days on market is down. So it's all it's all the same trends as before. Um, really interesting that divergence, though. Um, mm -hmm. what other what other data do you want to talk about? Yeah. So just um, as you mentioned, the the homes for sale. I mean, it's you already touched on it, but it's over a fifty percent decrease from this time last year to to last month, um, which is very hard to conceptualize, I think, especially when you're a buyer out there, that's, it's very difficult to, to kind of approach it, um, in that way. And then kind of similarly on that same end, the average days on market went from, um, let's see, we're talking 22 days on market from August of, of 2019 to 19 days on market of August of 2020. Um, I believe a healthy days on market is six months, right? Yep. Um, so I would categorize this as, um, very unhealthy days on market, I guess. Um, so it's very much a seller's market as you've already described. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this is about the same data. So from like a high level, so the key takeaways here are low inventory, extreme seller's market. And if you want to go out there and buy, um, yeah, be quick and act fast, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, it's very frustrating for buyers, especially in that mid three hundred um, price range, because that's typically the the most uh, in demand price point in the spring. So, um, yeah, exactly like you said, you know, have all your lending lined up. Have you know exactly what you want in mind. Um, act quickly. Have put in a strong offer. Um, cross your fingers. And I know like, I know you got quite a few properties on contract now for some of your clients and also for yourself. So you've got a couple new builds and a couple existing homes, right? Can you kind of give us the quick rundown for, for what you personally have on your contract and just kind of what your, some of your clients are? Yeah. So, um, both myself and one of my clients have a new build town home, um, under contract that one, uh, they actually did post it on the MLS and they were going to release it, um, on a Saturday morning. We got the first available appointment that we could, and there were, um, three left. So <laughs> they took one and I took one. Um, so that's just, even the new bills are, are going very quickly. Um, and, and real, we're for, a high level. What, what's the, what was the price point? Like what's the price point rent HOA on those? Yeah. So, um, the price point is two fifty for, um, fully, you know, uh, really good condition townhome, a three bed, two and a half bath, um, rent rate, I would say is about 1600. There are other similar units running for 17, but just kind of based on the time of delivery of this particular townhome, we're estimating about 1600 for rent and HOA is 115 a month. And that covers all the exterior. So yeah, it's a pretty, pretty solid deal, I think. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, I mean, one, once those close, we'll, we'll do some deal analyses on those. Or if you guys want to see the spreadsheets, definitely, I'm assuming they can email you, right, Jenny, to kind of get a little more details on there? Absolutely. Cool. What about the existing yeah. homes? Because I know you've got, I think, a couple rentals and a house hack or two in our contract, right? Yeah, so I have one that's... Um, uh, is going to be owner occupied just as primary residence. And that is, uh, three Oh five. 
So that one was really hard. We had to be at a lot of offers. Um, thankfully we won it out. So, um, hopefully we close on that pretty soon. And then another one is a house hack. We, um, beat out a couple offers on a duplex. Um, so that's pretty, pretty exciting win for, for the client on that. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. awesome. So I, I wanted to ask you that just to show that I know we, you know, we kind of, since we're investors, we're, you know, usually on the buy side, you know, buying rentals, buying properties, buying projects uh, that, you know, we, we give these numbers, they are a little bit dismal from that perspective. Um, but I mean, that's the reality and these trends aren't going to change anytime soon. I don't think, um, but that, Hey, if you've got your, you've got your, your stuff lined up, you're, you know, you're diligent about it. Like you're out there wheeling, dealing, making deals happens like we are in Denver. So you can still get good deals out there where numbers make sense, especially once you take into consideration, Oh, prices are up. But you know what? Interest rates have dropped so much. And a lot of times, even with the higher prices, but the lower rates, properties are more affordable now, year over year, um, with that lower interest rate now. So don't get scared by these numbers. Understand them um, and make sure you're working with us or the professionals that know the game and you still get some really good deals out there. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jenny, thank you for hopping on here. And as a quick reminder, you know, we're going to start doing some Colorado Springs podcast and actually on our to-do list for quarter four this year, we're going to be launching a, a separate dedicated Colorado Springs podcast. So we're actually going to do, we've gotten great feedback from the initial five or six podcasts Jenny did a, a month or two ago with me. So we're actually going to separate out a different podcast, just focus on the Springs and actually get a lot more data and deal analyses down there. And then if you want to get on to Jenny's um, three times a week, she's sending out just deals that she's finding because she's out there hunting for herself, clients. And so she's got an email list going that she's just sending out, hey, deals that look promising and, and numbers and commentary. Either email us or go to the website and you'll see a car across the top navigation bar. Click on Springs and then the drop down, click on Deals email list. All right, Jenny. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Have a great day.